Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Hello. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm here today with Phil Immel. Phil, thanks for being with us. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. This is the Lockbox Podcast, everybody. And Phil is going to kick it off by telling us who he is and where he's from. Hello, audience. Uh, My name is Phil Immel. I'm a veteran of the real estate residential market. I started in real estate at 19 years old while majoring in real estate in college at San Diego State. Sold the house my first weekend in the business. Thought I was going to retire with a $500 check back because the house was $28,000. <laughs> now payment, but or not there in his money, but the actual sales price. And, you know, 19, I thought I was somebody. Six months later, I got fired from my brokerage firm because I hadn't sold anything. And I said, wait, 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 you can't. I'm uh, majoring in real estate and I'm going for my brokerage license and please give me another chance. And, uh, the broker said, well, you're a fine young lad. And I probably looked like a baby face who could have any credibility or not. And I said, please believe that. So basically, it was a kick in the pants that I really needed. And uh, I went out and I think listed a couple of properties and sold one in the next 30 days. And then from then on, I became Rookie of the Year and finished my degree in real estate and um, you know, went on to a successful beginning until the market crashed the first time I've been in this business, 1981, when prime rate hit 21.5%. I got my butt handed to me like many others. Wow. Entrepreneurial. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the, the roller coaster. So... So that's what got you into the real estate market, nice and early, doing it in college. You know, you, you sold the house your first weekend. And now today, you know, you have a, a few things going on in the real estate space. You know, you're with Sotheby's, right? Correct. Okay. And then you also have Real Estate Guru. Right. I uh, had my own independent. I was with Prudential slash Berkshire Hathaway for 17 okay. years. About six years ago, I uh, opened up my own boutique in Dana Point, Monarch Beach area. Coastal community of high-end homes, and they did MLT luxury real estate. And then a couple of years ago, all the big companies were out searching for my type of location near the beach, uh, which I think Jeffrey, you said you surf nearby there, uh, right. South Beach area, Dana Point. And um, so they made Sotheby's. Uh, I got offers from many companies unsolicited, and Sotheby's made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And I like the international brand name of Sotheby's, and we sell 
our target market is typically the top 1% of sales prices um, in Orange County. So a lot of our average selling price is $5 million per house right now. So uh, that's our target market, although we do all different price ranges. Sure. And the real estate guru is a uh, idea I had years ago because like many realtors, the more you brand, the more successful you get. You go out to dinner with family and young kids at the time and everybody's, Phil, 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 how's the real estate market? It's like, you know, take me 10 minutes to get to the table with this creamy kid starving to death. My wife shaking. Really <laughs> you know? So I thought to myself, self, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I had some media training back in the days when I was in college. I fell backwards into doing TV commercials. And because uh, I sold a talent agent building in San Diego. I didn't know what a talent agent is or meant or what, but I ended up getting my broker's license, sharing a space in the building. I sold her with the same, what we call secretaries in. It would be an assistant today. And um, so I had my wing for real estate. She had her wing for her talent business and interviewing actors and actresses, producers, and all the time in the building for TV commercials and uh, print work, et cetera. And one day the producer of a Ford truck commercial came in and said, Mary, Mary, I can't find the right look. I'm looking for my next, you know, F-150 truck commercial or something like that. And I'm saying, oh, he goes, what about that guy? Goes, huh? Okay. What guy? What guy? No, 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 not me. I don't want to ever do that business. Sure enough, I'm going to do that business. So I fell into that. I got to sag it after. did about 70 national commercials. Became the first tourist light guy on the planet. And billboards all over the United States. Really? Went up to L.A. when the market was slow in the 80s. And uh, got the big boy ages and did some pretty nice stuff. And uh, that kind of got that paid me. Every time real estate goes bad, I go, modeling is a part. Yeah, fast, modeling is an option, huh? Yeah, it's kind of scary, but it's true. And then uh, just to fast forward that out of just this past week, I got a call from, I didn't realize I had an agent in Orange County still, but so I got an email from this agent in Orange County. I haven't heard from her in a decade. She goes, Phil, Phil, I got, uh, you can send me some current pictures. I got this firm that wants to have a, uh, a dental appliance, they call it, which is for sleep apnea. And, um, you know, I'm in my mid sixties, let's just say. And yes, I have a sleep apnea like every other one of my buddies. And, you know, we snore, you know, and the whole family's know how this goes. And uh, so I need a good thing. It can sell sleep apnea. It's great. So anyway, I get the ad. So I was up in L.A. yesterday doing the preliminary fitting and shooting for a sleep apnea commercial for a product. And uh, it's kind of funny. I just said, uh, wait a minute. I'm finding real estate right now. I don't, you know, usually it's when it's down. I go do that. But anyway, yeah. that felt out of nowhere. So it's entertaining to uh, have such diversity of a career to do that. Anyway, back to the real estate guru story really quick is I sat back trying to figure out, you know, everybody's asking the same damn question. How's the market? How's the market? How's the market? You know, 24-7. Because um, I'm widely known like the mayor down here. I've really spent really in this branding over the decades and very well established. And right. so I came up with an idea. You know, and because of the media background, that's why that ties into it. And familiarity with that, I decided to get, so what if I took media? And I'm pretty much for an old guy, a technologist, a nine out of 10 level technologist, conceptually, I can't program, but I can see the end result. And I thought, what if I put together real estate, media, and technology? And I came up with a program called Real Estate Gurus, kind of Dear Abby, give real estate advice, like a, like a Jim Cramer, but maybe not as crazy as him, or Susie Orman, or even Dr. <laughs> Phil of real estate, right? You know, people call in. And I also was an executive, by the way, for 10 years, global banker. Uh, across the United States. So I knew, I know real estate all over the U.S. I helped open new markets in the 80s for Global Banker where they were expanding and uh, been to many cities multiple times. And so real estate's pretty much 80% the same everywhere, 10%, 20% nuances. Some people know the title companies and some don't have escrow, some do more just the same. Anyway, mm -hmm. kind of a 
expertise for real estate. I think I can answer almost every question. I've been through tens of thousands of transactions, either managing offices, regions for them, or doing it frontline myself. And with my resume background and academically, I came up with an idea. I'm going to come up with a, I'm going to be a teacher and give back to the community all the wealth and information that all these people have taught me in real estate. And the way to do that is, you know, I can't be Dr. Phil in real estate because I'm not a doctor, you know, but kind of same kind of concept. Um, concept. And I said, well, let's see what else. If you're not a teacher, what are you? And I came up with a guru. It seemed international and harmless. And, you know, I've got two boys and a daughter. I said, oh, they, my daughter could be a guru. My boys could be guru juniors. Or, you know, whatever. It's just a platform. My trademark 17 years ago. And I have a website, realestateguru.com, in addition to immelteam.com. And um, that was my way, which I haven't, because I've been raising kids and all that stuff, I haven't had time to really perfect. I'm kind of phasing into that in the next few years to really get more of a YouTube channel, really, for uh, Real Estate Guru TV and educate consumers more that way. But uh, that's kind of fun and diversity. Kind of Now my son's my partner along with his best friend. So the Immelteam is just three of us now. And they're like, really grasping the concept of how real estate works after, you know, a start a starting market, then the pandemic could stop. And then also starting again, we just had a rocket ride for nine months. It's unbelievable. One of the best runs probably my entire career. And my boys were along for the ride on this thing. Wow. What fun. They made a bunch of money. My son just got a new Tesla that he pays for himself. That's how good a market was. And, uh, so in any event, real estate guru. That's awesome. At once the market is doing this, People say, hey, how's the market? Go to my site. They go to there. You know, that was the solution. Long, long yeah. answer, probably not here. No, that makes total sense. And now you have a extensive history on Real Estate Guru. I mean, you have television, radio, print. I mean, it seems like a great solution. Credibility yeah. builder, saves you time. Hey, go to my site. Check right. out Real Estate Guru. It's it's easy to research, easy to say. And, right. uh, and yeah, it looks like you're you know, building the YouTube presence as well, starting to get into the, the newer phase of how media is consumed, which, you know, many people nowadays just go to YouTube to learn. They'll watch a 20 minute YouTube video, you know, yep. a couple times a week to just learn a new thing, how to get water spots off their car because they park near sprinklers and they're like, what the heck, you're wh whatever it is. And <laughs> and so nowadays, you know, it really is like the learner's mindset. It's the online university that's, that's free for everyone. And, and YouTube is an incredible opportunity in real estate for a lot of different reasons. So I if definitely, you're, if you're not camera shot, yeah, good. I yeah. Mean, which um, you're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, but you know, sometimes I've had some of my contemporaries in the, in the acting side of the business, you know, they just up there that like I used to do radio shows for KNX 1070 out of LA, a big, probably the biggest AM station in Los Angeles. And they had a segment, they did money one-on-one. And so once a week I'd go up to LA and I'd record the money one-on-one with Bob McCormick and they talked about the stock market and everything else. And I talked to the real estate segment. I also did this kind of thing for Chapman University here in Orange County twice a year. I was a real estate expert. I couldn't even get into Chapman University with my grades, but I was the <laughs> expert president of the company or president of Chapman and all these other brainiacs. And uh, so anyway, um, you know, it, it really, you, you kind of, you create your own product, which I did. I just invented Real Estate Guru. Some lady out of Arizona had the domain name, realestateguru.com. And I Bottom called her up. He's, how did you get that? Her last name was Garuli or something like that. And her friend just called her Real Estate Guru. I said, do you ever use that one? Kind of. I said, would you sell it? Well, I don't know. It cost me 15 grand to get it, but the best investment I ever made was because realestateguru.com is clean. And for future branding and uh, delivery of all things real estate. Um, and that's what I, I want to focus on now is branding. So you mentioned 
you spent millions of dollars in your local market over the decades. And that's common with top producers. Some of my top clients, you know, they've been in the business 25 years in their market and everyone knows them. They know the radio jingle. They, they see them on the billboards. They're like a mayor, right? And it's like you said, you're like a mayor. So, you know, what is your belief behind that? Because I noticed nowadays a lot of agents that are either newer in the business or fairly established, they'll focus on the new lead generation, but that's right. direct response advertising. That's yeah. not brand awareness. And right. there are very distinct differences of like, okay, are you going for the kill now, right? Or are you, are you doing a long-term nurture of brand awareness? And so what's your belief behind all of the money that you've spent in brand awareness advertising? Well, it's, you know, has it changed since 10, 25 years ago or thereabouts? Yeah, I was the first guy to create one of the first teams in real estate, maybe 25, 30 years ago. I mean, I was getting so much business. I landed a big corporate account on top of it. I couldn't do it all, but I did. So I started building a team, administrative person first, first salesperson, second salesperson, and more administrative people. I was up to 20 people on my team at one time. We were top guns in Orange County for years before the current names are out there for 15 years. We were number one in Orange County of every country. It was wonderful. Uh, and we were number one in Google searches. We understood that. You know, now it's a little different to get that on page one of, you know, Laguna Beach real estate or data point real estate. Yep. But back then we were there for years because we kind of knew the inside track of what that meant technology-wise. But in terms of branding, it was the president of uh, Prudential at the time, because I was like everybody else, newer, not knowing how to do, what do you do, what percentage of your revenue you put back into advertising and marketing and branding and how much is direct mail versus, yeah, and all the now social media and everything. And back then he said, you know, until you're known for the first three years, maybe put 25% of your revenue back into advertising and marketing. And I did. And it seemed like a lot of money going back yet, you know, but then right. after that, are pulling back and then you know so that might have meant you know you're going in and maybe you were making i was maybe making 100 grand you know at the time you told me that and all of a sudden that started really working and then i was up to maybe two three hundred thousand gci a year and it was like whoa now i'm starting to spend you know quite a bit of money on this thing but then you taper back you go to 20 percent, then you go back to you know maybe 15 even maybe at the peak before the last crash i might have been you know 10 percent. but my best year was three and a half million GCI before the crash. So, you know, 10% of that's, you know, still $350,000 worth of advertising, branding, and marketing. Right. And that just leveraged. I mean, it was on shopping carts, as a movie theaters. I was, everything but bus benches, they don't have those up here. But <laughs> not everywhere we are. But, you know, I pretty much kind of just went everywhere that I could. Uh, car washes, you know, despite the car wash, people pay their bill, go down to get the car kill in time. They'd be pulling my flyers, I'd have drone videos going on on TV. And I saw yeah. the notion for home off, off of a car wash thing. The guy pulled out of the thing, hey, I want to see this house. It's like a long time ago. It's like, okay, but that one just sold. He said, well, find me another one. I've since sold two ocean front home off a car wash ad that cost me like 800 bucks a month to be in for this business. <laughs> and I'm not saying all these things will still be current and work, but old school sure. stuff is amazing how it can still work. Well, so I, I love the metrics that you, you said 25% in the beginning while you're, you're unknown. And then you yeah. taper that off as your GCI increases because yeah. that gives a benchmark. Yeah. That's it. That's a tough thing to commit to. Yeah. It's a lot, you know, and you figure you're, you're barely coming out. You're still trying to pay off all the debts. You, you really need to get to the first hundred grand. And you're, you're committing to that. Somehow you do that delicate band, you know, and watch your expenses. I mean, and don't fall for every trick out there. I mean, there's so many people that are hunting us down as agents for the greatest mouse trap that you gotta right. do that. You gotta you know even on zillow pay for leads you know but it'll destroy anybody's reputation but i'm not a pay for leads guy you know i just i grew up in school with there's an old guy tommy hopkins who taught real estate he's the only trainer that was on the planet 
back when I started real estate in the 70s. And he had a picture, belly to belly. And the more people you meet belly to belly, the more business you're going to do. And shake mm-hmm. hands, personalize it. But since that's changed, that hasn't gone away because I still think the best contact sort of what we're doing right here is saying hello to somebody personally, look at me and sh- tell them a little, you tell them their story, hear their story, you give them your business card. That sticks more than anything else you could possibly do. And yet I still believe totally in social media and uh, videos and all those other things. And I've got my son who's 24 and Andrew is best friend and also my partner, 24. So we got, you know, they're like two and a half men, two young, handsome men <laughs> drawn in the business and one old guy who really does what we're doing. So we're having fun. But, um, you know, so I understand social media and the benefits of it. They did a video last year. And I was like, guys, you know, get off the games and go do it. Go do a video. Well, they did one video and they posted it on, you know, Instagram and other places, mostly Instagram, I think, but others. And they got three leads off of that thing. And one of the moms, they went to a school over here called St. Anne's School in Laguna Niguel. And uh, one of the moms was on Instagram saying, called, said, I want to sell my house in Delegate. It was a $3 million house. We combined sold that. The neighbors saw the sold sign go up, called us. We got another one, another one. We did four deals off of that one thing, each around a $3 million sales price. So don't underestimate the power of social media. And nope. have the guts and tenacity to do a YouTube or just do a video and post it somewhere. It doesn't have to be over-the-top professional. You know, don't wait for Rome to get built. Just go do it. Yes, absolutely. Wow. What a powerful testimonial of that one video on social media and how it just virally went between, you know, this, this local network. And that's a benefit of growing up there, right? Your son's being a part of that community, knowing a ton of people. So naturally, even if they only have a thousand followers on Instagram, it doesn't matter because it only takes one to yeah. be an owner of a $3 million house, to be yes. a mother or a father of one of those followers. <laughs> and it's boom, there you go. So and, uh, I just yeah. saw him say we were out filming a new listing over on the beach here. I won't tell you the price because it's, I don't want to, it's high. It's over 30 million. And we were filming. I said, why don't you guys get back and go do your video? Because I was doing an intro for this new listing. Uh, <laughs> brand new ocean from Bill Dilter. It is $35 million. It's spectacular. And so, guys, why don't you go back and go do a video? So we need some more leads and some listings. So, yeah, we got to do videos. That really worked well. It's like, yeah, that was a year ago. Get with it, you know. So we all get lazy. We all get distracted. Yeah. And everything aside, you know, and have a written business plan. Have a, you don't have to read 10 pages. It's just, you know, a couple pages of an outline of who you are, where you want to go, how you're going to get there. Should you do be an individual agent? Should you be a partner with somebody? Should you be on a team? Or what's your strategy? Should you work for some mature realtor who's about ready to retire and take over their book business, you know, figure out what your best niche is to get to wherever you want as an agent would be my advice to your audience. That's a great piece of advice. So diving into that just a little bit deeper, you mentioned you should know if you want to be a team leader, if you want to be on a team, if you want to be a solo agent, if you want to, you know, work with an old, older realtor who's about to retire and then take over that book of business, like really getting clear on your personality type, what you enjoy, and what you want to be a part of, because everyone's different and it's not one size fits all. Not everyone's right. meant to be this power broker. Not everyone's yeah. meant to be on a team, right? And so, you know, if you find that you left the the employee world and you want to go really be entrepreneurial, but you're kind of worried about, you know, having a lot of that responsibility, you might just be a solo agent and that's okay. So yeah. I think that's a great point that you put there is like, 
your business plan could be simple, but spend a little time strategizing of like where you want to fit in and what you want to do in this industry. In years, you know, and if you are a native of a certain geographic area, you know, I mean, I grew up in Chicago and moved out here. So by the time I started my career, I didn't know anybody. So it took me an extra lot of hoops to get further. But, you know, like, um, you know, there's Laguna Laguna Beach is the next town to us here. Some of these Laguna Beach kids that grew up there, they're now agents in their 20s. are killing it because they got such a network. They all went to school together. You know, now the kids are out of college, they're getting jobs, or their parents are investors moving. And there's, you know, so really think about what your assets are as an agent, where your database is and or should be, and just amplify it. Drill right there. Don't be... You know, run around looking for to go do stuff, you know, 20 miles away because somebody called, you know, be focused and try to, uh, you know, sometimes you got to say no, you know, the listings too. Or sometimes if they want a 1% commission or 2% commission, then, you know, you got to just, just say no. It's a powerful word. It works. And, uh, you know, so you, you have short-term regrets, but long-term, you know, if they're trying to 1% commission on me now, What's coming next? You know, there's another tsunami right behind it. You don't want to deal with people like that. There's enough quality people left who understand that paying professional fees for certain things is okay. Argue their fees, just like doctors and lawyers. You know, you want to tell your heart surgeon, I want a discount. I don't think so. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, you nailed it. So, throughout your acting career, throughout your real estate career, what's been the single most important action that you've taken on a daily basis that has attributed most to your success? Mm, that's a good one. I've done some pretty outrageous professional things. I don't know that it applies to your audience as much, but yeah, I was a branch manager for Coldwell Banker up in LA back in the eighties. You know, after I got my butt kicked and handed to it, my dreams were getting shattered. And I finally came back and went back into real estate full time. I got a job as a branch manager at Coldwell, two Coldwell Banker offices in eventually a region. And I so I managed people. I was about twenty eight years old and had forty five people working for me. They were real estate agents. So half of them are getting ready to get ready, but never going to sell anything. They're always the one complaining and, you know, burning up the copies of the copy machine. They never do it. So stay away from negative people in the business, which there will be many. And there's always some that will come to the surface. They go to your brain trust with. We have brain trust with some of the top guns around here. All of our sales are friendly competitors. You know, know the audience that you have, uh, I would say as an agent, to digress here a little bit, but you want to, the other agents are not your enemy. Um, mm. They're your friendly competitors and you want to know them personally best you can, especially in a multiple offer environment situation. So your audience, when your agent is, yes, you're trying to get to the supermarket to do business with you, but yes, you need to be focused on developing good relationships, honest relationships with all the other agents in there uh, in the industry, because when you get an offer and you want to call, call Jane Doe and say, Hey, I'm going to write an offer. Your place is good. I got five. Make it a good one. You know, all right. <laughs> How are you going to win? You know, you need to have that kind of relationship established and don't, don't piss them off on something because that'll, that'll show up in the future. And so my recommendation would be to uh, always have good relationships with the other agents that you can. And sometimes super over preview meetings when those are allowed after a pandemic and stuff like that. It's a great way to meet other agents and do things. You know, that's a great tip. And I'd like to stop you there so I can comment on it. An investor friend of mine in San Diego, he focuses on multifamily. You know, myself, I am a commercial agent. I do multifamily sales and I'm also an investor myself. So I'm always, you know, when I'm contacting off-market owners and I see a good opportunity, it's like, oh man, put this together, right? 
and maybe purchase it for myself. And so in situations like that, or if I'm putting a deal together, maybe a little syndication, and then we want to do a flip and sell it in 12 months, I'm thinking to myself, well, then I'll get the listing. And that's a natural, from a real estate perspective, that's a natural thing to right. think. But this investor in San Diego, who's my friend, gave me a great tip and it supports your position. He said, no, you want to contact the best multifamily agent in your market and have him list it and pay him full commission. Why? Because you're going to develop that relationship. Oh, interesting. Now you, now you have another top agent contact in your yeah. market who's on your side, right? You and, yeah. and so I was like, huh. What an interesting concept because he always, he never nickels and dimes his brokers and he always pays them great. He always closes. He never backs out of escrow. And because of that, wow. guess who gets the call first when they find a good deal? So I got a client just like that up here. Same thing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's really important, uh, you know, and I forget where we were on the other train track, but uh, go ahead with, with the, you know, when I was managing offices, when I, you know, I used to tell people, and again, the president of our company was at the time from the South, he was Tom Griffin, he said, uh, you know, people are getting ready to get ready, but they're never ready, Phil. Like, that ain't profound. You know, it's like, it's like the old guys, cash is king, you know, all these old products you learn from the business. But learn everything, read everything in this industry, too. You know, a lot of people, they get through realtor magazines. They still come back and read the dang thing if you're an agent. You gotta be abreast of the industry. Put yourself on Google Alerts for every topical around the source of what you do, or, and, you know, get a professional trainer to, help you get started in the industry that uh yeah you know, we didn't really have trainers when i grew up we just kind of winged it figured it out ourselves but yeah that, but my son's who i'm very trained you know you know just i can only tell you so much you know i can't take the chip out and show you go over there and see what they do they did they, that helped them a lot get some structure and discipline too so that's another side part just you know get professional training read every book and read every article i mean every article you know the stats of the market sales and you know, listing ratios and selling prices and, you know, you, you got to know your, because everybody's going to ask you, they're going to expect you to know everything. Yeah. You go, move, 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 move. guess what? They're on to the next agent. Yeah. A great tip that was given to me was, you know, you are expected to know everything. So why don't you pull comps for your market for the last two years and look at every single sale? Yeah. You read through a spreadsheet of literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of home transactions in your local market and exactly yeah. what they sold for over the last two years, yeah. you're going to know the market. <laughs> right? yeah. And it's as simple as that. It's like, I, I was asking, you know, early, early on in my career, I was asking like the broker mentor, Hey, like, you know, what's a good price per door in this area and this and that. And he's like, just pull the comps and look at the sales for the last two years and just spend the time literally just pouring into that spreadsheet and intimately yeah. and driving to the properties and looking at them and, and right, right. See, seeing, huh, why did this one get so much more, right? And and just right. put the things yeah. together, connect the dots. Yeah. Right. It's not that complicated. It's readily available. Yeah. And you get advice. Yeah. You got to know your inventory, your product, your market. And uh, you don't have to. You just go out to broker previews when they have to eat and eat the food and be like every other realtor or you can be somebody special and do the I have whole a, I, have a, I have a funny uh, story about that. So... I was at a real estate networking event years ago for this magazine that my marketing agency is a part of. So as a advertising partner, we get access to the top real estate community. It's it's a you know a win-win and we help support the events in the magazine. So anyway, I'm at this event and I'm talking to this guy who does defense contracts. And yeah. he he's there, he's in a nice suit, he you know, he's he's drinking a cocktail. 
And he's like, he told me this. So this isn't me, but this is his quote. He said, I love coming to real estate events. You know why? I said, no, why? He said, because they all suck at their job and no one asks me to buy to buy or sell a house with them. <laughs> Sad but true, right? <laughs> Wasn't me. I didn't say it, but it was nope. said and it's pretty true. I mean, why wouldn't you, if you notice someone's there looking sharp and you talk to them for 15 seconds, you understand they're not a real estate professional. Give yeah. them a card. Hey, you know, are you, are you looking at selling? Are you interested? Right? Like have a conversation about it. Right. And, and so many yep. agents go, they rub elbows, they go, you know, to get liquored up with their buddies. And it's like, well, it's you're missing out on that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay attention. And, uh, and even though business cards are trying to, even if they're electronic nowadays, give them to everybody. I mean, my old brokers, give them the gas station to tend to them. They don't have this good anymore. But, you know, always be getting, passing out your information. You just, you never know what hits and where, you know, just, uh, it's like so-and-so calling you. And, you know, I met you six months ago at this restaurant and I want to buy an ocean front. It's like, holy shimoli. Yeah. Who are you? Let's think. And unfortunately, I keep tracking the database a little bit. You know, it's nice, but yeah, don't be shy. I mean, it's hard not to be shy. And the reason people yeah. are shy, and my son and I have talked about everything, my son, but also Andrew, if you don't know the technical side of the business, you don't have the confidence in the business. It's hard to overcome shyness. So get yourself technically, like I said, into a title plan. How many agents out there have been to a title plan? Who knows what a title plan is? I do. I sent him up with, I told my title rep guy, uh, I said, look, I'm going to send Ryan over. He needs to see what a title plan is, what it means. When we call for a property profile, what happens back there? You know, we get a title report. What goes on? I've sent him to escrow company, same thing. Spend an afternoon in an escrow company, watch what they do. Learn from them. Mortgage Smart. Company, you know, know your technical side of the business as fast as you can. And what you don't know, like you just, you maybe sit home and get popcorn and watch YouTube all day long. There's got to be plenty of, you know, educational videos on things like what is title, what is escrow? Because people are going to ask you this. And again, you're like a lawyer, you're licensed, and you're expected to know everything that the lawyer who's 40 years old knows at your age. And same with a resident. There's, you're supposed to have that knowledge. Right. And if, you, if you don't have that knowledge, it's okay to say, let me get back to you on that. I just want to clarify one thing. I'll get back to you. You know, you know I don't know. Because what you want to say, you know, that uh, great question. You know, there have been some changes on it, on the law or whatever, or in the real estate, you know, on the 1031 change. Hold on, let me get back to you. And that way you can find out from somebody who Google it, find out what else going to call back or send an article about. But here's the new things are considered capital gains tax. Then you seem like you're smart. You just went positive and, you know, and you didn't say you were stupid. You didn't know. You just say, let me confirm the latest information I'm hearing and I'll get right back to you. And do that, follow through. Absolutely. No, it's so much better to say, I don't know yet, but I'll get the answer for you and call back with the right answer than to try and BS it. And right. in the beginning, it's easy to just tell a little lie and then they trust you because you're like, oh, you're the you're the real estate professional right. and you just guess, you just regurgitate yeah. something. So right. with that being said, great point there. I really like what you were saying about, you know, going and field training like and how understanding the the escrow process and the title process and how it gives you the confidence then to just be yourself and be a magnet for business that's yeah. been my experience in you know direct selling in building my marketing agency and in real estate my friends tell me all the time dude you meet people everywhere and they mean quality people. I'm, I'm always telling them, oh, I met the founder of Chronic Tacos and, and ha you know, he gave me his card because he might want to do an acquisition. Like, and I'm always having these conversations with my friends and they're like, how do you do this? Yeah. Well, just what you said, Phil, 
I have put in the work to understand the technology and the, and the back end to be so confident when I'm interacting with others in my value proposition to them that it's, it's effortless. It's, then it's easy, right? Right, right. Yeah. And, and like you said, don't throw out these little white eyes and hope that you're going to get away with it. That will show up later and destroy your reputation. And I tell people the number one is probably many great words for business overall, much less real estate exactly. Reputation is everything mm. with, with your contemporaries, with your consumers, you know, your vendors, reputation is everything. Don't be us people. Be honest, be true, and don't say stuff that you can't back up. It's, it seems common sense, but we all hear it all the time, all day long. That's why nine out of 10 people don't make it in this industry is because, you know, or they, well, I think that's the answer. I heard it was right. Well, wait a minute. You're a licensed professional. You're, you're the doctor. Uh, you think or it's true. Find out and tell them later, whatever you got to do. Be true. Yep. What you said made me think about in a simile that it's not super nice to uh, the real estate professionals that, that do this and then and leave the industry, but it's kind of like being a seagull flying in, shitting all over everything and then leaving, right? Like when you're a brand new agent and you come in here and you just like regurgitate stuff and you just like, oh, hey, like I'm going to go out there and just try and close some deals. And then like all this stuff goes wrong. That's what gives real estate professionals a bad name, right? This is spoken like a true surfer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a great analogy. I mean, that pretty well sums that one up. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you're here for two years and you're gone, and you just gave a bad name to real estate professionals in your area. It's like, man, we wonder why we got to, you know, one step above used car sales, but if that anymore, you know, it's always been that way. And sadly, it's that way, you know, but I don't know if that'll change. But you make yourself, you know, there's real top gun pros in the business, and we all know who they are. And there's some that got there maybe in a sleazy way, you know, I don't respect, you know, and some that have earned their stripes and done it the right way. So, you know, right. be yeah. honest, build a great reputation, and that's all you got to stand by. You don't want some people denting your reputation. Right. You know? No, and I've found that the the ones who lack ethics that have achieved success are less frequent nowadays with online reviews and more transparency and just everything that goes on, the increase in transfer of information. I feel like that's yeah. less common nowadays. Still happens, but gosh, you know, you could get away with with murder back in the day and no one would know because there's like no online reviews, nothing, you know? Yeah, you're right. You get away with murder. So, yeah. There's a lot more accountability nowadays. Um, yeah. So, which, which is good. So, cool. hey, is there a question that I should have asked you or anything that you'd like to elaborate on from earlier? No, I mean, if uh, uh, I'm just trying to think, you know, you, usually, and because one of my passions is to give back all, all the information, things I've learned from whatever source over my decades of doing this is to be the teacher, the guru. And I'm always willing, you know, to reach out to your audience if they have a, a question about the residential side you're not already familiar with or something like that. They can always reach out to me and tell me who they are and where they're from. And if I can give them, you know, a quick 20 minutes or 10 minutes on the phone and say, hey, it's fine because it builds an additional network. But I'd be happy to do that. And there's so many questions and so many things you could probably think of. Gee, what else did I miss? There's future episodes with that, I guess. But uh, right now, I think yep. we're good. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate that. And how can listeners contact you? They just go to your site or what's the best way? Yeah, at this point, either go to realestateguru.com or immelteam.com, my last name, I-M-M-E-L-T-E-A-M.com. 
my contact phone numbers are on there. My emails are on there and just shoot probably emails. I help. And, uh, just give me a heads up with the uh, heading who you are. Guys, back to you, definitely in your show, and uh, I'd be happy to do what I can for Awesome. Phil Immel, everyone. Actor, <laughs> model, extraordinaire, <laughs> real estate <laughs> professional. No, I, I think you have a really interesting story, and I appreciate you spending some time with us today, imparting some wisdom. Uh, it was a fantastic episode, and, and I thank you for that. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.